I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, it is the 18th of May. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, in finance, and startups. I'm here. I'm Nadine Blaney, here with David Scott. Scuddy, welcome to the party. How was your day? It was being fantastic, and it's great to see your enthusiasm, excitement for this podcast, and uh, I hope that uh, your mouth is okay. My mouth is fine. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see how it works. Sometimes I trip over my words, but it's a pretty simple message to deliver today. Three consecutive sessions of gains, local market finishing up, but solid half a percent on the Chi-X 200, six-tenths of a percent for the XJO, 7066 was the final figure. You've got to say thanks to the commodities complex to a large degree. Yeah, big miners. Uh, also, the energy sector had a pretty decent day, as did financial. So you put those three into the mix, and it's going to be very difficult for the, uh, the broader market to go and finish lower. Volumes were pretty soft, it has to be said. Uh, but uh, a win is a win, and uh, we'll go and move on to the next day. And we'll get some bigger events arriving in the uh, latter half of the week, which will be very interesting how the market goes and navigates that. Yeah, okay, so let's just take it apart piece by piece. Uh, you still don't want to disappoint the market in terms of uh, production guidance, any guidance really, and we saw that evidenced in St. Barbara Mines. So even on a day that the gold sector did really well, it was the worst performer down by 9%. So just uh, blaming a couple of contractors, but also talking about uh, cost guidance up by, you know, uh, uh, about a couple hundred dollars uh, per um, per ounce to 1600 uh, On the flip side, though, one of the best performers was Evolution Mining. There you go in the gold space. Oz Minerals in the copper space. And also a pretty good performance coming through from Pilbara. Pilbara Minerals also saw a price target lift to $1.45 per share from Kenaccord Genuity. So, yeah, lots going on under the hood. Hey, I'm curious to get your thoughts on iron ores. We've seen a bit of a heat come out of the market there. What's what's your view today, Scotty? Uh, same as uh, Scott Phillips is from the uh, Motley Fool. We had a good chat with Scott. Mm-hmm. The article going round off at the end of the day. But uh, uh, iron ore has been a really interesting spot, and it's not the first time I've gone and called uh, for the uh, the end of the other uh, iron ore rally. Uh, I caught it a bit prematurely, and when I was talking about a spread trade with some base metals, which seems to be still working all right that one, but. Um, yeah, just the last little uh, week or so, we had a real blow-off top in, uh, in iron ore spot and, uh, and futures markets. And to me, 
the bullish underlying story hadn't really changed. The navity was still there, but it's the price action was just reflective of so many speculators. We've been, I describe it as being a bit of a crypto pump, uh, the way mm. that it was on the, on the price. And it just getting up to you know, uh, the levels that it got to, uh, $230 an ounce, they are unprecedented. It's barely been there at any period of time. And I just wonder whether potentially we're seeing the peak for the uh, iron ore cycle when it comes to prices. Not, uh, not discounting for a second that I think there's going to be a prolonged period of strength, but I just wonder when it comes to that rotation theme and better options in other parts of the market, whether that's going to start to go and play out. Because it's really instructive when China starts to go and, uh, and move into quell speculation to go and ensure that uh, now steel prices don't become to the level that they uh-huh. start hindering the recovery uh it's pretty uh, instructive so don't mess about with the uh, when the government's getting involved in it no and uh, a lot of the brokers are saying the same thing i know morgan stanley saying that uh, we're seeing extreme price volatility can see iron ore remaining elevated over the coming months but still expect significantly lower prices toward the end of the year yeah it all comes down to Chinese steel mills are making absolute no hammer of a fist when it comes to money. Like it's, it, it's been inspired to go and, uh, and make as much steel as possible at the moment. But the problem is that when you've got rising and rapidly rising steel prices, it can go and hinder the rest of the recovery in the, uh, the Chinese economy. So uh, when uh, you get the, the Premier coming out saying that we're going to go and snuff yeah. out, uh, yeah, you don't argue, you do. Lee Chang, no. All right. Uh, we obviously like talking about... Uh, whole wide range of topics today though one company name kept coming back probably because it was closing out its institutional placement but pendle group was on the buy list not just for angus wright senior investment analyst at tribeca investment partners but also for luke larative at seneca financial solutions so if you would like to get a few other stock picks on top of pendle you can listen to those interviews via the show notes now had a bit of a chat with a number of guests as well about James Hardy. So, uh, you know, Jason Tay from Vertium, he was just basically saying that a lot of the good news was priced in. That was the sentiment coming through from, you know, a number of people we spoke to, including David Lane at Pitcher Partners. We've got his interview accessible via the show notes. And James Hardy was the stock of the day. So Kashi sat down with Mark Moreland from Team Invest, Gary Glover from Novus Capital. Here's what they had to say about James Hardy, JHX. Fox had a fantastic run, yeah. um, trading on a pretty high multiple yeah. and possibly sort of buy the rumour, sell the fact here, sort of like mm-hmm. we sort of knew it was going to be a great result. Yeah. Obviously the sector's on fire. Probably pricing in a lot of success here at the moment. The reality was we're $32 here Feb last year. Yeah. Fallen down to twelve dollars, gone straight back up to forty-four dollars. So, trading on maybe current PE thirty-two, future yeah. PE twenty-six and a half. We're getting pretty fully priced. Are you, would you be taking profits? I probably would have already taken profits here. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. The top of the market's never on bad news. It's always on great news. Right. Okay. So, can it get greater? There's a big question mark over that. It's on the top of its PE range right. at the moment. I would definitely sell it. I right. think that is a okay. really good opportunity because going forward, um, we're, we're uh, showing, a, we're predicting a uh, total shareholder return, including dividends, over the next five years of minus 3.2% uh-huh. at its current price because its earnings growth is actually quite low. Right. You know, so if you project out what that's likely to be even uh, and then normalise the PE, you get a negative return. And that is not going in the Ausbiz portfolio. It looks like in terms of share price appreciation, 
the guys think that uh, James Hardy has seen its uh, better days, at least in this cycle. Yeah, so we're, so we're going to recycle some of the profits out of the iron ore miners and from uh, James Hardy and put it into Pendle. That's what we've come up with. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we've learned today. Yeah. Uh, did we learn anything from the RBA today, Scotty? I didn't really take a lot out of it. Nah, I was, uh, I was having a joke on air uh, and nursing myself going to have an interesting, uh, interesting time dissecting that June statement since uh, our little focus on July and a month later. Uh, but uh, nothing really new there to go and uh, keep an eye on. The uh, bank did flag the possibility that uh, supply chain disruptions and other factors may result in a longer period of higher inflation that was previously envisaged, which I found quite interesting. But uh, no, it's all going to be about that labour force survey here in Australia later in the week. Yeah, so things kick it up a notch in terms of economic data tomorrow with the Westpac consumer confidence. But just to pick up on a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago and talking about supply chain disruptions and and rising input costs, I ended up getting a new couch, a new sofa. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been a long time in coming. Guess how long I have to wait for it? Uh, I'm going to go somewhere between over 20 weeks. and No, uh, sorry. Eh, 16. I thought 16 was a long time. Really? Yeah. It's just coming from Melbourne. But you, you, you've got the nice little uh, plush sort of leather one, wouldn't you? No, I'm not a leather couch. Pr- I mean, I like leather couches yeah. a lot, but I didn't go the leather couch route. Yeah, interesting. No. Well, maybe that's why it was only 16 weeks. I'm a little bit concerned about the colour I picked. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. What colour can we ask? Uh, it's called aloe. <laughs> so uh, was it like French? Aloe? <laughs> it's no, like green, a shade of green. Oh. Uh, I think... Uh, I'm mildly confident about it, but I, I have woken up a couple nights Kermit and thought, the frog. <laughs> I, I love a bit of green. Green on screen, huh? Yeah, green on screen. That's how committed I am. All right. So, yeah, we've got Westpac Consumer Confidence. It's a monthly read tomorrow. That'll be interesting. But wages and uh, jobs and uh, retail sales as well later in the week. Um, tonight, though, we get housing starts. <laughs> I should have segued from James Hardy, but in the U.S., we get housing starts. They're expected to ease off after a catch-up surge that we saw in Mark, we, March. <laughs> We've also got the um, Dallas Fed President Kaplan, who's a hawk, participating in a panel discussion at the Atlanta Fed Conference. That could be interesting. Could be. Yeah. Everyone keeps like, dismissing him, going, oh, he's just random. But uh, at some point, you know, I might just wonder whether potentially... He's, uh, he's going to become the uh, driving force of the majority. It would be interesting to see how things play out from here. But uh, I still think that if we didn't have that softish uh, non-farm payrolls report a couple of weeks ago, the narrative and the discussion in markets would be very different to what we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Everything else is saying that uh, things are looking very hot bar that. So yeah, but interesting. that is exactly what the Fed say that they're focused on, you know, jobs. Yeah, it's, uh, but it's convenient to go and keep that line. So I'll be intrigued to see whether we don't see a bit of a snapback mm-hmm. uh, in the months ahead. Okay. It's a great day here at Ausbiz tomorrow. We will be speaking with Jim Copland, the director of listed equities at IFM Investors. Fantastic. Uh, Jack Colrevy, who's an investment analyst at Barclay Pierce Capital at 1135. Big picture, the kook for market economics. And uh, as the day goes on, we'll be speaking with the CEO of Airtasker. Really want to talk to him about any potential difficulty that they're having in securing uh, help. Not in the Airtasker, not the Tasker part of the business, but the actual tech and R&D and development side. I'm sure they can find some people to hire. They can (laughs) go on their platform. Jeremy Hook. Boom Tish. Uh, Investment director at TMS Capital will round out the day, giving us uh, what he's uh, looking at favorably and perhaps not. Yeah, always love chatting to Jezza from the uh, Northern Beaches. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, Scotty, have a good night. I'm, I'm, 
I'm pleased to say you're fully vaccinated. You don't mind me sharing that. I mean, I can't think you've shared it with your Twitter followers anyways. Yeah, I just thought it's important to go and, and set the, uh, the, the tone as to what to kind of expect, particularly for uh, Sydney siders out there at the Olympic site where the Mass Vaccination Centre is. But I'm not fully vaccinated just yet. I've just had my first shot. So uh, the mind control serum, it doesn't seem to have kicked in just yet. It uh, seemed to be normal. He's in tip-top shape, guys. He's looking good. Yeah, I've got, a, I've, got, I've got like a bit of a sore arm, but that's really all it is. And that's just in the injection site. Nothing else that's uh, you know, too dramatic. But uh, I'm glad to get it done. I encourage everyone else to go and do so. There is a bit of a wait if you get uh, get involved at the moment. The tip that I got from all the, the staff out there, go in the morning. So, that's so could a, you pick your time? I'm curious. Yeah, so you, okay. you, there's a whole bunch. of when I rocked out and it was uh, you know, after six o'clock by the time I got out, there were lines everywhere. So really? you must be able to go deep into the night. Uh, but uh, they were much longer than when I got there in the first place. So it seems to me that if you go after work, you're going to be waiting for a fair mm-hmm. chunk of time. You can get the time off during the day. Do it then. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got my name down. I've registered my interest. I'm just waiting for that call and I'll be uh, getting out there to Homebush Quick Smart. Yeah. In, uh, in Canada and I know in the States, they've got some, you know, 24 hours and they, they sort of make it like a... I don't know, fun, if fun is the right word, but, you know, these, these all-night clinics that you can go to and get, get your shots. So. Yeah, that was the one thing, like, no, this, don't want to bang on about it, but uh, New South Wales Health doing a fantastic job and it's really well organised. The one thing that you could probably say, you could probably get a few more people giving the shots if it's available. We know that uh, no resources stretch. That was the one thing. We spent a lot of time waiting around to go and get the shot. The actual process itself was pretty quick, so mm-hmm. that's the only area I can really go and point out and say, well, maybe you could do a little bit better there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, these things will get iron out likely as time goes by anyway we we digress again hope everybody has a good evening and scotty i look forward to seeing you tomorrow me too i'll see you then hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style